0: And if he starts in week seven, then that
1: gives you at least eight or nine starts in this rookie year
2: for Daniel Jones. I see Phillip Rivers type of quarterback for Daniel Jones. I think that he has a very high ceiling in terms of what we saw early on.
3: Fantasy Sports Radio Network news update.
0: A bit of a scare for the Washington Nationals in a win on Sunday. Juan Soto was removed from Sunday's game against the Mets with an apparent right leg injury. After the contest, it was said he is day-to-day, so he should be fine to play later in the week, but it is something to monitor for all of your fantasy baseball lineups. And the Baltimore Orioles pulled off one of the biggest Major League Baseball upsets in the past 15 years on Sunday. The Orioles, who were listed as high as a plus 420 underdog at some U.S. sportsbooks, knocked off Justin Verlander and the Houston Astros eight to seven the washington nationals beat the minnesota twins as 390 underdogs in 2007 and sad news out of the national football league as the pittsburgh steelers announced wide receivers coach daryl drake died suddenly at age 62 on sunday the team did not disclose a cause of death the steelers canceled their training camp practices on sunday and monday i'm dan straffer and this has been your fantasy sports radio network news update
3: stay tuned to the fantasy sports radio network for more updates at the top of every hour
4: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
5: It's a Monday, which means we have a lot to cover from the weekend and look ahead as well. In the first hour of the show, we'll hit on some fantasy baseball, some big power numbers this weekend for a couple of rookies. Second hour of the show, we'll dive into some ADP risers, fallers. We bring in some Dolphins discussion with Adam Beasley as well. Fantasy Sports Today, hour number one starts now.
2: Like to talk a little bit about sports.
3: Fantasy sports today. Well
0: hit way, to way back in. Unbelievable.
6: Unbelievable. Touchdown for three. Puts it in.
5: The player that I'm curious about on the Saints is Traquan Smith. Is Traquan Smith gonna take the next step for New Orleans? This is an important preseason for him. And um, with Cameron Meredith gone, they really don't have a ton of great wide receiving options. Aaron Lemming is with us. You can follow him on Twitter at Aaron Lemming NFL and his work over at 24 7 Sports. Clearly, David Montgomery is the story, no question. And the path seems to be open for him to take that running back role and go with it. Mike Davis, wherever he's gone, oh. has done a good job, especially with the Seahawks. It comes down to the two guys, and that's going to be Mike Davis and David Montgomery. And I think
2: that Davis is going to be featured a little bit more, I'd say, on third down, just because, at least for now, he's more of an established pass blocker. I think David Montgomery is going to be one of those players by the end of the year. He's probably going to be the, I would say, the primary back and then the committee or whatever it is, but I don't know that he's ever going to have enough touches per game to where it's going to be worth it in
5: terms of fantasy, to where you're going to want to have him as one of your primary backs. All right, happy Monday to you. Craig Bish here on Fantasy Sports Today, and welcome in as we are here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Great to start off another week of baseball and football with you. You can dial up the show at 844-843-6879. Throughout the week, we'll get you closer to the end of the fantasy baseball season, which is fast approaching, especially for those of you in head-to-head leagues. The playoffs are starting very soon. In fact, I think uh, a lot of you start either this week or next week, so that's pretty cool. Of course, the fantasy football season is in full swing. Draft season is now in full swing. we got preseason Week number two headed our way, and I think that most people are are really going to start to get into it after this week. And uh, and our show here, of course, will start to go more in the fantasy football flavor starting one week from today as well. But uh, for today's show, as we always do, in the month of August, we kind of give you a a taste of both baseball and football here. So if if football is your fix... What you can do is uh, give us a fast forward if you're listening on demand. If you're listening live, then just check back in at 1 o'clock Eastern because we will uh, talk a lot about the preseason games that happened over the weekend and some of the effects of those. And Adam Beasley will join us who covers the Miami Dolphins so he can shed some light on some of those teams as well. And, And as we go, we'll start getting into more of the teams, more of the players, and hear from experts as well. We're still kind of sorting all that out. But look, we still have a month, by the way, to go until the NFL season. Still a month. It feels like we've been talking about it for a while, but still uh, you know, a little bit less than 30 days to go here until this starts. Now, college starts in a couple of weeks. And so on tomorrow's show, John Lobb and the good people at Fantrax have put together our Fantasy Sports Today college football draft. So from 12 to 2 tomorrow, Eastern, myself and Howard Bender, John Lobb, Mitch Moss from VEASAN, and, uh, and Sean, you have to sign up, my friend. And a lot of people are going to be involved in this tomorrow. So for two hours, it will be all drafting. It's a best ball format, basically. You, you, you just set it and forget it for the year. And I think that this will be a good education for those of you to learn a little bit more about, about college football this year, not just from a fantasy perspective, but gambling perspective as well. Uh, but let's kind of just get the ball rolling here and get a little bit started with some baseball discussion. I don't know if you guys caught this over the weekend. And um and what a wild weekend for three home run guys. Again, we saw two players do it, uh and both rookies again, like the I mean forget about the ball being juiced. I I just can't get over how nuts this season has been. uh Aristedes Aquino of the Cincinnati Reds who broke the all-time record for most home runs in his first 10 games. I mean, think about that, it's 2019. I mean, you're going back to Mickey Mantle and Ted Williams and Hank Aaron and Willie Mays, and and, and he broke that record. Most home runs by a major league player to start their career. He and Trevor Story, I believe, have the most. Uh, And how about this? We'll play the highlight here. Uh, Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros. If you thought that you've heard some monster bombs this season, check this one out. All right, we'll get back to that in just a second. Either either way, the Orioles absolutely – Clobbered the Astros all weekend until, of course, yesterday's game where the Orioles came back and ended up winning that thing. And that was an exciting weekend series for sure. Uh, Indians catch the Twins. Now, the Twins have had such a nice season. And here we are. They were leading from April, May, June, July, all the way into August. And the Indians have caught them. Go figure that one. Carlos Santana yesterday. What a year he's had. I don't think anybody's paid attention at all to him. But for those of you who are playing in the on base format, 404 on base percentage on the season. This guy had a grand slam yesterday. What a phenomenal year, man. I mean, Carlos Santana, I mean, what a bounce back he had. Look, that season that he had in Philadelphia wasn't even all that bad last year. But honestly,. If you're playing in the on-base percentage format, this guy's been like a top-20 pick. I mean, 40% on-base is, is like Joey Votto numbers from a couple of years ago. So Indians and Twins going to battle this thing out for the division, and whoever ends up getting that wild card, what a disappointment it will be, especially, by the way, if it's the Twins. Minnesota has, and it looks like they're going to break the all-time record in the single season for home runs. But the bottom line is, is that, man, like, if you don't do enough at the All-Star break, you can get caught by a team, and Cleveland did it. Also, yesterday it was really good to see Josh Bell back. Uh, the Pirates have lost eight games in a row. Their season is over. But in fantasy, we got such a phenomenal first half from Josh Bell. And in, since the All-Star break, he has been woof uh, struggling. Uh, yesterday was his best game since. Two home runs. And I understand that, look, at the end of the year, Bill's second-half numbers may not look as good as the first, but take the body of, of the player here, and at the end of the season, Josh Bell's going to end up having probably 35 home runs, 100 runs driven in, maybe close to 100 uh, RBIs. Did he, did he expect that at the beginning of the year? The answer is no. I understand he struggled in the second half. He could still struggle in the second half, but we play fantasy for a whole season, not for three months. We'll take a quick timeout here on Fantasy Sports Today. Coming up next, it's time to play a little three-up, three-down. And we're off and running here on this Monday. Don't go away. Maurice Allen,
1: 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion. 2017, world number one. Me, personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course, what's your story? Go to
3: GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
4: Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem?
3: Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Game time
7: decisions. I understand where he's going. He's comfortable with that helmet. He plays well. Maybe this new helmet makes him look like the Breaker Zoo, too big and it's fine Whatever. Yeah, you know, we all know these players out. They want to look a bit more than anything else. So I sort of get that. But it's wrong. The NFL is trying to help you here, and you don't want to be helped. And if you're blaming the Raiders for this. What do you want them to do? I and mean, what do you want? Them, what do you want the Players Association to do here? It's okay for some players not to have as much protection as other players. It just doesn't make any sense.
3: Watch live weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, on the FNTSY YouTube channel. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish.
1: Now what goes up must come down.
3: Three up, three down. What does three up and three down mean to you, Airman?
5: End of an inning. All right, welcome in. It's time for a little three up, three down here on the show on Fantasy Sports Today. It is Monday, August 12th, 2019. Got one more week here on the home front of camp and things like that. And then my kids are back at school next week. We got NFL preseason week two coming up. College football next week. The baseball season is winding down. A lot of fun stuff to get to. So let's get started here on the show with what happened over the weekend. And by the way, if there's anything that I missed here. On three up, three down. That you want to hear? Let me know at Craig Mish on Twitter at FNCsy Radio. That is for sure. Those are two ways to get us. And of course, if you're listening on demand, you could do it anytime you want, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's cool by me. If it's cool by you, okay. Let's get started. Here is what is trending up from the weekend. We'll start with baseball. Ryan Yarborough, who's usually been used not even necessarily as the opener, but kind of as the as the bridge. For the Rays as they use an opener and then bring Yarborough in. But yesterday he started and threw eight and two-thirds shutout innings for Tampa Bay. All of a sudden is on the fantasy map. This kid has had a really good couple years. But the bottom line is doesn't hold a lot of fantasy value if he can't get wins for you. And if he doesn't start, it was interesting yesterday that Kevin Cash pulled him with an out-to-go And Yarbrough didn't seem too happy about it. But either way, man, like uh, AL only leagues or deeper leagues. If Yarbrough is going to be getting starts down the stretch, the Rays are a really good team and and metrically put together a solid defense every single day. So keep an eye on Yarbrough going forward. The Rays always find ways with these little known guys. Maybe he is indeed the next one. We'll see. We know he's not Blake Snell. We know he's not Charlie Morton. But if they get involved in a seven-game series, we could see this kid pitch. I don't think there's any doubt. So that is definitely trending up for me. That's the first one. Second one is the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay, look, I, I, I have them to win the World Series. I'm not feeling particularly great about it. But any, anything can happen when you get into the postseason. And so the Cardinals, who have just beaten up on the Pirates, do it again. But yesterday, it was a grand slam from Lane Thomas. He was the difference. And Thomas isn't even... I picked him up this week. We'll talk about that in the Waiver Wire segment coming up. But Thomas isn't even someone it seems like the Cardinals want to play. Remember how many different outfielders they could go through at any given time. Marcelo Zuna, of course, and Dexter Fowler. And then they had Harrison Bader out there for a while. And Tyler O'Neill was out there. And Jose Martinez. I mean, I could keep going. They just keep putting guys in the outfield. And Thomas may be on their map, maybe on the fantasy map. We'll certainly see. His Grand Slam was the difference... And now, by the way, if you're keeping an eye on the standings, this thing is going to go right down to the last week of the season, as the Cardinals are now in the second wild card position, and they are really close to the Cubs too. But you know, Milwaukee is right there as well, and Philadelphia, and and the Mets, and I mean, it's it's every game really counts. That's that's to say the least between now and the end of September. But uh, give credit to St. Louis as They may not beat all the good teams, but they certainly have their way with the bad teams. That has uh, worked itself out. By the way, Pirates have lost eight straight games. Yikes. Okay, so those are two baseball trending ups. Here is one football one for you. Congratulations to the Baltimore Ravens. Good job by them. They bring in uh, this kicker, Kare Vedvik, who also apparently is a punter. I don't know a lot about him, to be honest. But uh, Baltimore, because they have Justin Tucker, and Tucker is argu- arguably one of the best kickers in the history of the NFL and probably the best kicker in fantasy, although they don't score as many points as you would want on a weekly basis. Story for another day. Ravens get a fifth-round pick. Wow. For a uh, a, a kicker and, and, and maybe slash hunter. And, um, and good job by them. Maybe this will solve the Vikings' problems of kicking and, and punting that they've had, it seems like, for years. I, I don't know. I just can't ever rely on a Vikings kicker. And keep in mind, that's a team that scores some points. So Vedvik probably will not go among the first five kickers in a draft, but certainly wouldn't be a bad last round pick for somebody who's interested in taking a flyer on someone. Although maybe he will fall uh, uh, into the curse of that division. By the way, the Bears have always struggled with their kickers since Robbie Gould left, haven't they? Uh, so nice job by them. Those are three things that are trending up in our three up, three down segment for today. Now let's move to the trending down. The uh, Antonio Brown stuff, and I'm sure we're going to end up spending all week long on this, is is just a nightmare. Now, look, we really don't know the whole story here. Uh, I'm at the point where I'm starting. It, it's so ridiculous with this helmet stuff about him not wanting to wear a helmet. You know, trying to paint last year's helmet. He won't wear this year's helmet. I'm starting to think that this is all like fabricated stuff for hard knocks like I I mean it's so ridiculous at this point now obviously no one is gonna burn their feet on purpose in the cryogenic thing like that is real okay but th- this helmet thing is it just to keep him off the field so he doesn't have to run doesn't have to look bad is it for the TV I don't get it it's not it's it can't be true like it's just it's it's so insane that he's not willing to to wear a helmet. The only thing that I would add is this small caveat and a scary caveat. Is that if something is mentally wrong with Antonio Brown? Now, look, uh, you know I've told you guys before he lives in South Florida, and not far from me, and I haven't heard these kind of wacky stories. I have not heard any wacky stories uh, regarding him. You've just kind of heard the old, uh, you know, you know, tough to deal with type stories, like the old Terrell Owens type stuff, which is no big deal when you're the, the best receiver in the NFL. But this has just been a nightmare for him. Kind of sad, kind of scary, and hopefully nothing is really wrong with him. I hope this is all theater. And I'm guessing, indeed, that's probably what it is. Uh, Blake Bortles yesterday. Excuse me, Saturday. Blake Bortles is the backup to Jared Goff. I have to ask this question, honestly. And, and look, he was 3 for 8 for 50 yards. I have to ask this question. Uh, like, does that not tell you the state of quarterbacking in the NFL? And better yet, does it not tell you the state of quarterbacking in college football? that that Blake Bortles is now going to be around as a backup quarterback for the next five years, that's a guarantee. He'll he'll just keep playing. He'll keep going to different teams because you know what? They'll look at it and say it could be worse. What is going on in college football that we can't find an extra 30 quarterbacks out of all of the schools every, like, two or three years? Like, we're barely getting any kind of – forget about first-round picks. We're barely getting any kind of viable – Backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Maybe maybe teams should just start worrying about uh, building these kids up and developing them, uh, developing them to be backups. It's just scary to watch that the other day. Man, like he just didn't look good, and it's not a it's not a surprise. Everybody knows it's not good. It's not a starter. Not even a backup. Shouldn't be. But yeah, he was the backup for uh, for Jared Goff. Blake Bortles back again, three for eight, fifty yards. Uh, the uh, Orioles yesterday. You may have heard it in Dan Strafford's uh, update there, but the Orioles yesterday, this was fantastic. Now, it's a down because somebody ended up losing a lot of money on this. But, but in somewhat. The, the Houston Astros yesterday were a, like, minus 450 uh, favorite, okay? And they go into the bottom of the ninth with Roberto Osuna on the mound. Now, remember, Houston is leading this game they're about a minus 450 on the money line. Ruiz, uh, Rio Ruiz comes up to the plate, and here's what happened. swinging a high fly ball. Deep right field. This is gonna go. Rio Ruiz hits a walk-off
1: home run out of the flag court, and the Orioles win eight to seven.
5: Now, conversely, somebody ended up winning a lot of money on the Astros. But look, as long as I've been paying attention to lines and point spreads, I have never seen a team that big a favorite as uh, as Houston was the last couple days. And by the way, now the Yankees are going to play the Orioles again. So you can only imagine, and we'll go through some of those lines a little bit later, what exactly is going on. Um, look, there's just not a big enough disparity between two teams like that. And if you think that these lines are big right now, check back a month from now when the Orioles are playing some of these teams that are that are trying to chase for the postseason, and Kansas City's trying to chase some of these teams in Detroit. Same thing. We're going to see some of the biggest lines we've ever seen in history, daring you to take the favorite here, and daring you, by the way, to take them minus a run and a half, which is also something you can't really do because even minus a run and a half, you're laying a minus two hundred. It's insane. Haven't seen anything like this in quite some time, but. Certainly yesterday cashed in for the uh, Orioles. Congratulations to them. All right, coming up next, we will hit the fantasy baseball waiver wire. We're running out of time in fantasy baseball to pick up players that are going to help you win your leagues. I think that I may have grabbed a couple that will help me win mine. I'll tell you who they are next. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. I'm Craig Mish here on FNTSY. we got plenty more to come here on the show, including a conversation with Bernie Pleskov coming up in about 10 minutes. Don't go away.
0: You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired
2: differently.
6: I sure feel that way.
2: That's why there's Nasacort it's different too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms.
6: My antihistamine doesn't do that?
2: None of them do.
6: Oh, that is different.
2: And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24 hour relief.
6: So even if I'm wired differently,
2: Nasacort stops more of what makes you
3: miserable. Use as directed. Maid's Tailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212 299 5170 to book now. That's 212 299 5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to maidsailors.com. That's maidsailors.com.
2: Fantasy Sports Today
3: with Craig Mish.
5: Alright, welcome back Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish here back with you as we are on every day from 12 to 2. Welcome back into the show. Glad to be with you here on this uh, Monday. And guess what? The 2019-2020 NFL season is here and another slate of games in the preseason this Thursday, and you can become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a duel or DraftKings tournament, setting their lineups by using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizers or become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you're playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, You're doing it wrong. Head on over and check out their tools for NFL, MLB, PGA, NBA, NHL, and sports wagering, or get access to all of them with the Daily Roto Elite Package. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount, and you get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and use of the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's DailyRoto.com, promo code ACTION, DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. And here on this Monday, we are diving into both baseball and football. Our one-hour baseball is on right now. Our one-hour football begins in about 30 minutes from now. So stay tuned to that. That's coming up. Uh, By the way, another player who had a monster weekend, and I want to mention this because the, the mentioning of players before a season starts and then taking credit for them is something that a lot of us as analysts tend to do. Uh, I would tell you that across the board, there was not one fantasy baseball analyst that ever uh, predicted that Jorge Soler of the Kansas City Royals would have 35 home runs this season. By the way, he's not done. He has another month. So he's going to end up with 40 at least second most to Trout in the American League and fourth most in baseball. I, I mean, that just shows you right there in terms of fantasy that uh, there there's a difference between lucky and a difference between being good, and sometimes it's better to be lucky because this guy has had an astronomical season of epic proportions that nobody could have possibly projected. In fact, if I told you at the beginning of the season that Solaire would end up with 25 home runs, you would have been thrilled, and he could get you 45. That's that's just kind of where we're at. The guy is, just has tremendous power, and Kansas City having him and Merrifield at the top of the lineup and even Dozier, who had two home runs yesterday, look, it's not all that bad. They have—they probably still have a ways to go, but at least you're seeing some positivity in Kansas City, whereas in some places like Detroit and Baltimore, there's almost uh, very little, at least this year. But uh, let's hit the waiver wire real quick, and I'll tell you what I did over the weekend. And in the NL Tout Wars format, I've moved up quite a bit. I was in... 12th and 11th and 10th and 9th and 8th. Now I'm up to 7th. And uh, there was really, no one really has a lot of money left after the trade deadline. So uh, Mark Melanson went for $12. I actually initially had him higher and then after he blew the save Saturday, I, and then they put Luke Jackson back in yesterday. I'm like, ah, maybe not. So I bid a couple bucks. I didn't get him. Surprisingly, I bid $9 on Lane Thomas. Even after the Grand Slam, I ended up getting him. I didn't think that that would happen. I thought that somebody would throw fifteen, twenty dollars at him. I could not afford to do that, but I ended up getting him. I needed an outfielder, and so I'll stick him in there, and, and hopefully he'll, what, play three, four times this week? I'll take that right now. Just give me three starts from Lane Thomas. That was worth the 9 bucks. So uh, we'll see. I'm going to have to deal with Jake Arrieta maybe being out for the year, and I really don't have any other options. I cut uh, Peter Lambert, who's going to start for the Rockies this week, twice. Two starts at Coors is just not going to happen. I let him go. Someone else can pick him up next week. I picked up Dylan Maples on the Chicago Cubs. If you don't know who he is, they called him up last week. He is a closer of types, of sorts. Uh, with Pedro Strope on the injured list, the, the Cubs are are up for a closer by committee here for the rest of the year. If if adding Maples for $0 ends up getting me one save, it was worth the investment. So uh, really cutting nothing in, in terms of that, and, um, and that's kind of where I am in the NL Towers format. In the uh, Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, I had four hundred and fifty dollars of Fab budget left, which was like fourth or fifth most. I spent it all. Uh, over three hundred dollars I did to get a Kino, and and I outbid everyone on him. There were some fifties, some sixties, some hundreds, but I bid three hundred. At this point, what are you waiting for in fantasy baseball? Seriously, there's six weeks left in the season. I just unloaded all my Fab this week. Uh, So I ended up getting Aquino. I'm in ninth out of 15 teams. Not great, but I'm still trying to be competitive there. In that league also, I cut Ken Giles and added Derek Law. Law's picked up three saves. It looks like Giles could be out for the year. I'm not really sure what Toronto's even doing with him at this point. They've activated him twice and then not used him at all after being on the injured list, so you go figure that one. Uh, My NL home league, which is uh, the most money that I have on the line here with any of these leagues for sure. I also ended up getting Aquino, shockingly, for 10 bucks. I don't know why uh, anybody grabbed him. Uh, in my head-to-head league, I'm in second place out of 12 teams. And we have two more weeks left until we get to the playoffs. I added Brandon Workman, who has been getting saves for the Red Sox. Uh, I, I just I didn't really see a need to hold on to a couple of players that I ended up just letting go. They're uh, not getting playing time. And uh, and I added. By the way, this is an interesting one for those of you who were you know planning on playing this thing deep into September. I added Johnny Cueto of the San Francisco Giants. Now, for those we're going to Bernie Pleskoff will talk a little bit about Johnny Cueto, but uh, they're talking about bringing him back for September, and giving him two or three starts. So that he's ready to be their, you could say their de facto ace next year. I mean, we don't know if Madison Bumgarner is coming back or not to San Francisco, right? We have no idea. And not only that, but they're going to definitely give him the qualifying offer, so he's going to have a draft pick attached to him. And and Bumgarner is going to be one of those guys that could, you know, have to wait to sign. And he may inevitably just decide to stay in San Francisco. That would make him the ace and Cueto the two. But nonetheless, Cueto was one of the best pitchers in baseball for a long period of time. And with the wasteland that is starting pitching in baseball, why not add him, stash him on the injured list, and if he comes back, you, he may give you a couple starts to the fantasy playoffs if you're in a head-to-head or even in a little league. So I added Cueto there, and he was free. Uh, no no money. Uh, the other player that I added, and this is coming off information, obviously, that uh, that I can provide to you. And the Braves were in town this weekend, so had some conversations with people who were very important, and I can tell you that if Ian Anderson – their young starting pitcher who's in AAA, and he pitched very well yesterday. If he ends up making another one or two really good starts, I could definitely see Atlanta adding him to the rotation or even the bullpen. So I would add Ian Anderson in leagues. I would add John Queto in leagues. And, of course, uh, Aquino is the big name to add. And I think that in most leagues he's now owned. He was owned in, I think, 4% of leagues going into last week, even after hitting his first home run or second home run, I think it was. And then now, uh, after hitting seven home runs in 10 games, he is now owned in 66% in all fantasy leagues. So the, that's, that's really the big name at this point to add. And for those of you who play in these leagues where you have the free agent acquisition budget, we like to call it FAB. Seriously, what are you waiting for at this point? If there's anything that you can identify that can help you win or move up in the standings, you do it now. There is a month left. There is no reason to hang on to a cent. There are going to be guys that are going to be called up in September for sure. Remember, all of these September call-ups, they don't even get a chance to play every day. I'll give you a good example of that. I think a player next week that you probably have to add on some of your teams is Joe Adele, who's the top prospect on the Los Angeles Angels. They're going to call up Joe Adele to play in September, but I don't think that he's going to play six days in a week. He'll play two, he'll play three. Remember, they expand those rosters to 30, 35 guys from 25 There, there's just there. I just see too much waiting and too much hesitation in these leagues that I'm playing in. And again, there are some people who have checked out, and I get it. They've moved on to football for sure. But if you're trying to move up at all in your standings, you gotta make sure you make those moves and make those moves now because that's the best way to go about it. Also, as a reminder, uh, for those of you who play in the weekly format, make sure you put your uh, lineup in now because you're not going to have the opportunity to change anything. In about 30 minutes from now, the Orioles are playing the Yankees in a doubleheader, and the first game starts at 1 o'clock Eastern. So uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, Ty Block, by the way, was just named the starter for the Orioles in Game 2. Not that it matters, not that you're going to use them in any fantasy league, but two games today starting 1 o'clock Eastern – Keep an eye on that uh, later today. A couple of quick notes, by the way, from baseball. Uh, Dylan Batansis. maybe if you're in a deeper league, you would consider adding him. He hasn't pitched most of the season. He threw a 20-pitch bullpen session today, and he says he feels better than any point that he did even during spring training, which is when he started his shoulder issues. So we're going back five months. Uh, I mean, an AL only add maybe for the end of the season, but nothing more than that. Also really good news for Nelson Cruz, who uh, was hit by a pitch and um, it was, I believe it was on his wrist and he ruptured some sort of tendon. Saw a specialist this morning and it sounds like he could just spend another week on the injured list and then come back. He has had a monster, monster season. Uh, Luke Voigt also getting ready to return to the Yankees. He's been on the injured list since July 31st. They're thinking it's going to be another week with then some rehab assignments. So. If somebody cut Luke Voigt in your league, you can come up, potentially add him to your team in some way. Maybe you'll have him for the month of September. Uh, also, Pedro Sever- uh, Luis Severino, excuse me, on the Yankees, is going to throw some live BP sessions. They're hoping that they can get him back sometime in September to pitch, but you can't count on Severino this season. And he, by the way, is the cautionary tale of a player that when you have a pitcher and he's got issues going into the season, you are better off not drafting the player in fantasy baseball, especially a pitcher. There's just no reason for it. There's always going to be somebody that's close enough to him. I understand that some people did it with hoping for the upside. The downside is he got nothing from him all season long, so hopefully lesson learned there. Coming up next, Bernie Pleskoff will join us. We'll dive into some of the Cleveland Indians, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. What is up with this kid Aquino? Does Bernie see from him going forward? and everything going on in the world of fantasy baseball. Our first hour of the show every day, baseball discussion. Second hour of the show, football discussion. And we continue the hardball discussion in a fantasy perspective. Coming up next, Bernie Pleskoff joins us from clubhousecorner.com to go over everything that happened over the weekend. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today here on FNTSY Radio, and I'll be back right after this.
7: Get fantasy update. So, uh, hey, if this whole fantasy thing doesn't work out, guys, we could always become bacon interns. Did you hear about this? Where this company's looking for an intern to earn, I think it's $1,000 for the day for uh, tasting bacon.
1: Okay, I gotta go, guys. Where was that <laughs> try? How I'll about that? I'll test the months test taste bacon. <laughs> There you go.
3: There you go. Saturday and Sunday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish.
5: All right. Welcome in. Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you. As we're joined by Bernie Pleskoff. You can follow him on Twitter at Bernie Pleskoff, clubhousecorner.com for his podcast. And uh, as the fantasy baseball season winds down, let's check in with Bernie to see what's on his mind. Bernie, good afternoon. Good morning for you. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Craig. Good to be with you once again.
5: Well, I appreciate you coming on for sure. Let's start off with, I, I know, one of the hot topics in baseball, honestly, which is the Houston Astros making trades, getting pitchers, and and as AJ as AJ Hinch mentioned the other day it's that he said something like we didn't just spray the magic dust on on uh, Aaron Sanchez and make him good but I would tell you this Bernie I'm starting to believe there is a magic dust is there a pitcher that's ever gone to Houston in the last 3 or 4 years that hasn't worked out I can't believe they may have another one here
1: well let me tell you what I think is one of the reasons that things are different for Aaron Sanchez and that's Brent Strom the pitching coach look when when Garrett Cole went over to Houston and, to some degree, Verlander. They reduced the, the two-seamer, the sinking the sinking fastball, and have them using more four-seamers. What that does is it takes the barrel out of loft. You know, if you throw the ball down in the zone like Tom Seaver made a living doing and, and guys did for years and years, with the swing plane now being uppercut finding the barrel on that low pitch, you know, it could be disastrous. So you have to spot it. You can't live with it. Now, what has happened in that transition, Aaron Sanchez throwing more four-seam fastballs up, you know, higher in the zone, gets two strikes, climbs the ladder. He's a different pitcher. And the question was, would this guy pitch out of the pen? Because he could close on most teams, or they're going to put him in the rotation. And when you've got Granke 3 and Miley and Sanchez to go along with Verlander and Cole, I don't know who's going to beat him in the playoffs in the World Series. I just don't see it. I don't see the Yankees matching up. I don't see the Twins, the Indians. I don't see anybody matching up with that rotation being five deep. And that's what Houston has done. Greinke is Picasso on the mound. You know, he's Monet. He paints both sides of the plate up and down. He is umpire dependent, but he'll get his strikes. So this is an amazing month for the Houston Astros, Craig, and for fantasy players.
5: Yeah, and, and with the way that they're playing, the only thing that I would caution people is with Houston, Bernie, and with the Dodgers. If you're playing in the head to head format, you got to be really careful here because the month of September is going to be dangerous and some pitfalls. If Houston wraps this up mid September, we know Bernie L.A. is going to wrap it up mid September, yep. that's for sure. You're going to lose your Bellingers. I mean, you're going to lose your Munseys. You're going to lose it's your sure. Correas and Altuves. So you got to have backup plans for that. For those of you who are in head to head leagues, Bernie Pleskoff. That's a great is,
1: point, Craig.
5: Yeah, Bernie Pleskoff is with us. Um, it was the big so far. Was the biggest move for any team uh, in terms of trade acquisition? Bernie, was it Nick Castellanos with this kind of record-breaking start that he's had for the Cubs?
1: That's amazing to me. I, first of all, of all teams to get Nick Castellanos and put him in the outfield where they already have Kyle Schwarber, you know, it made me scratch my head initially. How can you put both of those gloves, one and left, one and right? And win baseball games, but the bat is louder than the glove is weak. So Castianos has been on a tear. You know, I don't think that Mr. Ricketts will pay the money to keep him full time. They're on a rather tight budget. They don't want to bump up against you know the cap. So I'm not sure he's there full time, but maybe. You know, it seems to me that, and he's played a lot of these games on the road, he likes being in a Cubs uniform, he likes being on a competitive club, and he likes the fact that he could be into the playoffs. So Castellanos has been on a tear. I, I just question whether he is a National League player. I think he's much better suited in the American League as a designated hitter, and you can hide that glove. He wasn't good at third base. They moved him to right field. He's got a very good arm, but he doesn't have the agility and the glove to play in the outfield or third base. So for me, Cassiannis is a designated hitter. I think his agent will see that, and I think that's where the money could be. But most American League teams are set at DH. Will the Cubs, number one, pay him, and number two, put him in an outfield with Schwarber, and maybe Schwarber goes. So this is fascinating to me, and it was a great landing place for Castellanos, and it could bury the Brewers. That one bat could really have an impact on St. Louis and on Milwaukee.
5: Bernie Pleskoff is with us, and you can hear his podcast over at clubhousecorner.com. You know, the other interesting part of these head-to-head leagues, uh, Bernie, and and I'm glad that you wanted to talk about him because obviously – when you're in Arizona, you have a chance to see all these teams in spring training. But uh, something that I did in my fantasy leagues last night was I, I went to see if I saw if I had any injured list spots available because I saw that Johnny Cueto was making some uh, you know minor league <laughs> rehab starts. Now, Bernie, you'd you'd have to tell me what the expectation is you think for Cueto moving forward, but I got to tell you. This has been the worst pitching season maybe in fantasy baseball history. So I'm, I'm all about anyone that can throw strikes. Can Cueto do it?
1: Yeah, he can. he can do it. And he's ratcheted up probably a mile or two higher in his velocity so far in his rehab. I'm just not sure that all that time off, is going to pay dividends this year, Craig. I think he's much more a 2020 pitcher, but I do think they're going to throw him out him to throw him out there to see what he has in the stretch. And I think he's going to hurt a team or two, you know, down the road. And you never know with a guy like Johnny Cueto. He's a professional pitcher, but that injury has lingered a long, long, long time, and he's going to be very rusty. So I wouldn't put my expectations too high. I think he's a low-90s pitcher with stuff, but, you know, in the back of his mind, and I've talked to pitchers about this, am I healthy? Am I going to get hurt again? Can I let it go? Can I throw breaking balls? Can I do this? Can I do that? A lot of can-is, Craig, with a month left in the season. A better 2020 pick than a 2019 late season, it's a flyer. It's a crapshoot.
5: Bernie, I, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to pick him up. I'm going to see if it ends up working, and then we'll kind of go from there. You've uh, got the nothing big... to lose, right? No, yeah, no, not an injured list spot, especially like you know. The thing is, is that if you have Blake Snell, uh, you know, I don't know, can I cut him? Sure. Pablo Lopez on Miami—is he coming back? Is he not coming back? We don't know. Ken Giles. Like I can go over all these names that are of guys. Oh, it's
1: over are... and over and over again.
5: Yeah. So why not take your shot and and pick somebody else up? That's for sure. Um, I know you follow the Indians, Bernie, very closely. That Santana blast yesterday was one for the ages. <laughs> wow. And, and, and now, I mean, who, who's the favorite in the division right now? Is it Cleveland well, or is it Minnesota?
1: I still have to love what Cleveland did getting uh, Yasiel Puig and Fran Reyes. I mean, they lengthened their lineup. They cut. They have right-handed hitters now. Puig is on a tear. Look, we don't give Yasiel Puig enough credit. This guy is extremely fast. People don't realize how fast he is. He's a base stealer. He takes an extra base. He's got one of, if not the best, arm in baseball in right field. He gets a tremendous jump on the ball, and the ball jumps off his bat. This is a five-tool player who is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. I advocate taking Kipnis' money and giving it to Puig, keeping Puig and Reyes together in that lineup, and you've got a winner, you know, going into 2020. I'm not sure the Indians owner will do that. I wish he would. You know, Kipnis comes off the books. Kluber may, may not be re-signed. Who knows? And now they've shed the Bauer salary. Why can't you re-sign Yasil Puig? give him three years, he likes it there, he's popular there, this guy has made a tremendous difference, Craig. When you can slip him into the cleanup role and you can put Framil Reyes, who could be a 40 home run hitter in a full season down in the order at six or seven. Now you're talking, I think the Indians, because of their pitching, are. I think the Indians will win the central, mm. but I think the Astros will beat them out for the world series.
5: Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun down the stretch. Um, okay. So, uh, Bernie, you spent time in Arizona, so you saw the Cincinnati Reds a little bit. Uh, okay, so what in the world with this kid Aquino, who hit three home runs on Saturday. He's got uh he's doing what Trevor Story did when he came <laughs> up for the Rockies. He's he's breaking Ted Williams' record. He's hitting the ball in terms of stat cast harder than any player in the league. I guess there was some swing change. Bernie, honestly, did you even hear this kid's name at all in spring training? I heard nothing no. about him. Okay. No, but he
1: hit 28 home runs in the minor leagues at Louisville and AAA. And that, you know, that opens your eyes. He had 53 RBIs, but, you know, is this going to translate to the major leagues? Here's the factor that makes it possible. He plays in Great America Ballpark. Anybody that plays there is going to get a boost in the offense. He could hit the ball out of, you know, the left field seats. That's what, that's what makes me downgrade Trevor Bauer because he's pitching in a horrible hitter's park, and Aquino could be you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. We don't know. But when you put him in a lineup like the Reds can can throw out there, I think it makes sense to look at him in, in fantasy. I think he's going to go expensively next year. I really do because of the park factor. That's the difference when a guy that's he's 6'4", 220, you know, he's a right-handed power hitter, but he just did find his power in AAA. It, it was there to some degree before that in AA, but he really broke out in AAA. Yeah, so this is not a fluke.
5: Yeah, I, I wonder if, if you know, he's kind of moved up next year or not. Um, let's end with this, Bernie. Average draft position in Fantasy Baseball 2020. I know I'm going a little outside the box here. I don't, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think there's any doubt Trout's still going to be the number one pick, Bernie. Okay, so that we can just move on from that. Yeah. But it, has Ronald Acuna closing the gap now with oh, all look. these stolen bases? Is he, is he moved ahead of Yelich and maybe Bellinger for next year?
1: Um, it's going to be 2-3-4, 3-2-4, 4-2-3. Those are the three guys. Who do you like best? I think the stolen bases make a difference. I think Acuna is so exciting to watch. You know, he was he was all world for me when I saw him in the fall league. Yelich is just a consummate left-handed swing. I'm not a Bellinger guy. I really am not. Mm. He's four on that list. I, I don't know that he's going to do this again because they're going to start, and they haven't yet, and this blows my mind you gotta throw this guy up in the zone craig he has the biggest uppercut swing in baseball and they're still throwing the ball down in the zone i, I don't know i think pitchers make a lot of mistakes again against him. yes he's a great player yes he could be the mvp but of those four guys he's my number four
5: well we'll see next year as bernie will be back with us for another baseball season participating in our drafts and Having some fun for sure. I look forward to that. Bernie, hey, thanks again for coming on, as always. Clubhousequarter.com, fo- at Bernie Pleskoff. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, Bernie.
1: You can follow me at Bernie Pleskoff. I answer everything. Have a great week, Craig. It's getting closer and closer to the playoffs. It but sure watch, is. You know, watch these clubs. Take we care. Will. Be well.
5: All right, Bernie. Thank you so much. Bernie Pleskoff, former Major League Baseball scout with us all the time here on our uh, our channel, here on FNTSY Radio and we'll have uh, Bernie on for sure next baseball season. Um, As I've said uh, many times before folks, we are kind of coming toward the end of full fantasy baseball coverage here with football season starting very soon. Uh, But if you have any questions or comments as to the content that we cover, hit me up on Twitter at Craig Mish, and we'll certainly still cover baseball. But starting next week, we are going to move more toward a fantasy football format. Hour number two is coming up. Uh, We got some football talk coming as well. Don't go away.
1: store
3: go to gainfacegrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs
7: What's your IRS problem do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property have your bank accounts been frozen or seized have your wages been garnished? are you being audited by the IRS? are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates well solving your tax problems is as easy as calling taxes 321.
2: 800-961-3631, 800-961-3631, 800-961-3631, 961
3: 3631 DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice.
4: the morning after. I've never been a massive Big Ben fan of him personally. I think that he's a great quarterback, though. In fact, I think Roethlisberger's underrated as a quarterback. I think he's underrated in the conversation of, you notice he's never mentioned at all, ever, when it Mm -hmm. comes to Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. It's preposterous that Aaron Rodgers gets compared to Tom Brady.
3: Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig
4: Mish.
5: Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. Even Dozier, who had two home runs yesterday, look, it's not all that bad. They They probably still have a ways to go, but at least you're seeing some positivity in Kansas City, whereas in some places like Detroit... And Baltimore, there's almost uh, very little, at least this year. But uh, let's hit the waiver wire real quick, and I'll tell you what I did uh, over the weekend. And in the NL Tout Wars format, I've moved up quite a bit. I was in 12th and 11th and 10th and 9th and 8th. Now I'm up to 7th. And uh, there was really – no one really has a lot of money left after the trade deadline. So uh, Mark Melanson went for $12. I actually initially had him higher – and then after he blew the save Saturday, I and then they put Luke Jackson back in yesterday, I'm like, ah, maybe not. So I bid a couple bucks, I didn't get him. Surprisingly, I bid $9 on Lane Thomas even after the Grand slam, I ended up getting him. I didn't think that that would happen. I thought that somebody would throw $15, $20 at him. I could not afford to do that, but I ended up getting him. I needed an outfielder, and so I'll stick him in there, and, and hopefully he'll— what, play three, four times this week? I'll take that right now. Just give me three starts from Lane Thomas. That was worth the nine bucks. So uh, we'll see. I'm going to have to deal with Jake Arietta maybe being out for the year, and I really don't have any other options. I cut uh, Peter Lambert, who's going to start for the Rockies this week, twice. Two starts at Coors is just not going to happen. I let him go. Someone else can pick him up next week. I picked up Dylan Maples. On the Chicago Cubs, if you don't know who he is, they called him up last week. He is a closer of types, of sorts. Uh, with Pedro Strope on the injured list, the, the Cubs are, are up for a closer by committee here for the rest of the year. If if adding Maples for $0 ends up getting me one save, it was worth the investment. So uh, really cutting nothing in, in terms of that, and, um, and that's kind of where I am in the NL Tat Wars format. In the uh, Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational... I had $450 of FAB budget left, which was like fourth or fifth most. I spent it all uh, over $300 I did to get a Keno and and I outbid everyone on him. There were some 50s, some 60s, some 100s, but I bid 300 at this point. What are you waiting for in fantasy baseball? Seriously, there's six weeks left in the season. I just unloaded all my fab this week. Uh, So I ended up getting Aquino. I'm in ninth out of 15 teams. Not great, but I'm still trying to be competitive there. In that league also, I cut Ken Giles and added Eric Law. Law's picked up three saves. It looks like Giles could be out for the year. I'm not really sure what Toronto's even doing with him at this point. They've activated him twice and then not used him at all. After being on your list, so you go figure that one. And we'll be right back with more fantasy sports today, hour number two if you're listening live or if you're listening on demand. This is FNTSY Radio, Craig Bisch, fantasy sports today. Join the experts.